0: gaming podcast resurrected resurrected yeah uh obviously most people coming to listen to us this time wouldn't be familiar with their old one it was back in 2012
1: oh my god is it that long ago so to break the ice with everyone we have your hosts mr jason rose that's me and i'm donovan darko oziak
0: and we are the grizzled veterans you have to forgive us we're a little out of practice but we will catch our stride at some point here moving forward but yeah we we had a podcast short lived more or less in the pantheon yeah it was yeah but it was off and on we didn't really have a schedule which is something we're going to try to rectify this time we'll see what happens yeah <laughs> but as our name signifies we are getting a little older and sometimes life gets in the way of these things such as life but we our passion for this this medium And gaming and a whole sort of has brought us back together and we talked and talked and talked about this and we wanted to get back together to uh, talk about this thing that we love yeah and here we are I mean I think it's been about two months we've been talking about that at least at least I mean
1: we've had a couple of failed attempts um, but uh, in the end here we are
0: back in the saddle and we're doing it yeah So So, I think a little synopsis of of what we want to do moving forward, maybe we can just paint a picture uh, for the people that are going to listen. We are not going to try to keep current, more or less. We may talk about current games. Not may. We most likely will in offhand. But in terms of playing the newest games and stuff like that, it's really hard. Uh, In between our last podcast and now, I'm now a dad. I have a 15 month old and that leaves gaming time very difficult uh, to keep a healthy relationship. (laughs) You have to put some time in with the wife and if you want your son to know you after work and everything you have to put some time in there too. So that only leaves a little bit of time for playing video games and a passion project like this which is a gaming podcast and I only have a certain time to record which is in the evening so we'll have to come together but the miracle of technology allows us to do this like even back in 2012 man i know people were recording podcasts over skype and, and things like that but mm. the quality was suspect well, zoom wasn't a thing no not yet right no not yet
1: and i mean i think i mean i always took a certain level of pride in our production values
0: oh and i will say uh, and sorry i don't mean to cut you off but i i'm gonna toot your horn here so <laughs> hold on your bridge i don't do oh. this too much but i will say i used to listen to a ton of podcasts i gaming podcast. I listen to fewer gaming podcasts now because most of them bug me. But that's a a topic for another time as we move forward. But your production files and I took pride in what you did in terms of adding music and sound effects and like anyone can get on here and talk and I sure. guess that's what people come for the talkie talkie. But it's those extra added elements I think that'll get people coming back, well, and I think I you did too. a fantastic job.
1: Oh, well, thanks, man! And I had a lot of fun doing that. That was always something that, uh, again, made it fun for me, right? So, you know, post production mm-hmm. is actually a specialty of mine. So, and I've
0: sort of taught myself. I took hints uh, from what you used to do and tried to incorporate in some of that stuff I did after. And I- I'm not as good as you at it. I'll tell you <laughs> that. But honestly, like the like, we had our own theme song and. And you you would add like chun Lee sound effects, and we'd have like, I love. We talk about a current topic. Let's say back in the day it was Castlevania: Lords Shadow. Sure, you you'd have the the Castlevania music at the right level in the background. It sort of sets the mood. Yeah, exactly right. It was all about mood.
1: I I always tried to make sure that everything was uh, didn't obstruct what we were. Com-
0: yeah, because you can't about... have it too loud. You got to be yeah, able to good. Yeah, no, go to it was birds. all about mood.
1: All about mood. So. I'm but all... you're
0: yeah but your plans for i think we're on the same page with this moving forward like it's it's hard to keep current well i'll say that
1: i wouldn't call myself a casual gamer at this point but what what has happened for me in the in the time since the original podcast is that while we had the price hike of games in canada which is you know used to be able to buy a game for 60 bucks just like they could with our friends in in the states yeah but now you buy a game and it's 80 bucks plus tax. And to be perfectly honest, it's made me uh, less. I don't buy as many games new anymore. I'm always
0: looking for the deals now. And I agree with you. The price is uh, a factor. But I think the price is more of a factor because of the state of the way games are released. And we well, can and roll this thing. into our, our first topic. I wrote about this. I mean, I, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. I mean we've been talking about this for well over a decade and um, it's just the state that games come in it's no longer it's not worth it no. to be in on day one like I know people say you know you want to be a part of the conversation I don't care because the medium is evergreen and the truth is by waiting I play an objectively better game mm. whether it's Like a 2015, The Witcher 3, I didn't play it until a year after launch. Sure. I played a better game than everybody that played that game on launch.
1: Well, that's a good... By
0: leaps and bounds. It added graphical options, gameplay options, content. It ran better. It loaded better. So what was the incentive? And and the thing is, I got it for cheaper.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, the same thing is happening at Cyberpunk 2077 is a perfect example. Uh, You got a game that launched a year ago, and I literally just read that... There are plans for, you know, they're still working on bug fixes. They're still working on the next generation patch. And this is a year after launch. Of
0: course. I mean, it got so bad that PlayStation took it off their store. Yeah. I mean, I never dabbled. I was hyped for it. But I could see the writing on the wall with that. I was not ready to jump in. This game was clearly not ready. And it should never have been released on past generations anyway. No, no. And this is a problem we've seen across generations with certain games. But regardless, it... I have no problem. Like, the price for me is not an issue. But I refuse. At, I mean, we're both over 40, okay? Mm-hmm. The Grizzled Veterans here, that's what it's about. Like, we're, we're seasoned gamers, and we, we'll we get back to... We'll reintroduce ourselves with our roots in a minute here, but it's to sort of explain why we're not going to keep current in addition to the time is just, like I said, it is not worth it. It's not just the money. I don't think... I don't want to be cheap. Like, I don't think gaming should be a cheap hobby. I think it's well, it's something that it, it, these people, they're, they're a lot of years. They're incredibly expensive to make. People deserve to make the money off. And when possible, I will purchase games but on, on, on launch day. But if I'm going to play a better game in six months and it so happens to be cheaper, to me, the quality is more important than the, the yeah. $20. And I don't want to sound like a cheapskate myself. It's but, not cheap, man. It's yeah. just smart. Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, I, 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 still want to play cyberpunk at some point,
0: but so they pushed all those back. So in 2022, they're still going to be doing, do you think you jump in at launch
1: in on 20... the PS five or, or, well, then that's the thing. Like I don't have a PS five yet, but I'm basically putting that game on the list of games I'm waiting to play sure. when I get a PS five. Mm-hmm. I mean, the library is slowly growing and there's some great titles on PS five at this point already. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the one that stands
0: out the most to me so far is Returnal. Yeah, and that... So, Returnal is a game that... Okay, first of all, I don't really like roguelikes. Mm. I don't... They're not my favorite either. I don't really enjoy the randomness of the genre. And I... A lot of these games, they don't learn or they don't input the right lessons. Returnal is a perfect example. From what I've read and what I learned, to be honest, maybe it shouldn't have even been a roguelike mm. in that aspect, because all the progression elements that make the genre rewarding weren't in it. In addition, a lot of the runs were extremely long, longer than most, like mm. Rogue Legacy and Hades. Sure. Those are seemed to be shorter gear runs. But at least in those games, when you died, you, the progression was there. You were earning well, things. But Returnals seemed to be, there were certain things, but really... I mean, the guns were sort of upgraded. Now, maybe I'm wrong here, but I'm just going off what sure. i well, read about
1: it. I watched uh, Maximilian, uh, and I didn't watch his whole playthrough, but I, I ended up starting to watch it, and I ended up watching a couple hours. Okay. And he started a couple of runs within that playthrough, and things carry over. So while the... Um, I'm not sure if the story elements do as well, but there's like you do start from the beginning every time you die of course but you actually keep whatever upgrades you've earned in the previous runs that you've made okay so if you find something for your suit or whatever that or or a weapon or that kind of thing you actually keep some of that stuff but so
0: returnal this also falls along with what we were just talking about see what what kept me away mostly due to the length of the runs mm. and then now not offering save states right. my time is more valuable value to me now and I
1: think there's a lot and of people
0: in the same boat I can't I can't afford like with a with a with a child now and a family like I can't be an hour or an hour and a half into a run and have to like put it down and I can't save it yeah that's just a waste of time to me then I have nothing to show for that hour and a half that I just did sure I can't save it so that's what kept me away now they just released a patch along with photo mode yep with save stage which they should have done in the first place there's no reason for them not to have it and now that they have done that, guess who's going to buy it? Jason Rose is going to buy Returnal. Because <laughs> I love house Mark, I love everything that they do. But Returnal, that kept me away. And here we are. And that wraps into the thing. If I would have jumped in, I probably wouldn't have been happy with the product. Hmm. So here we are. It would be interesting to to be able to like <laughs> do a little time loop
1: yourself and see what would have happened.
0: Well, I suppose. I mean, I wish we all could rewind time sometimes, oh, madam <laughs> Let's not even
1: start going on that
0: train. Sure, I mean, maybe I would have got a face tattoo. Would have saw how that worked out. Then i could rewind it and realize yeah. I was a loser. Oh, so whatever. What the kid
1: that got uh, the gold dreads uh, sewn Nobody. into his scalp? Yeah.
0: No, no. <laughs> but anyway, let's go back and reintroduce some of the things that we did and where we came from with our game universe. Donovan, why don't you start? Like, we have a lot. We started... A, Basically, at the very beginning.
1: Oh, dude! I mean, I was playing Space Invaders and Peterson Pac-Man in the arcade when I was a kid. So, my my passion started in the arcades in the early '80s when I was still a kid. So, um, you know, I, I look, I think about it now, and I've been I've been gaming for pretty much 40 years at this point. You're that old, eh? Dude, I'm gonna be 47 in a couple. Wow!
0: <laughs> you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? 47.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely grizzled. And uh, I think that again. You know, all these years I've been playing and, and just to kind of retouch on what we've been talking about Yeah, like the way that games are delivered now Because they're not finished most of the time yeah, It's 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 easier for me to wait in that regard mm-hmm. so, so what was
0: your first console piece of hardware? Well, I mean, I was
1: seven when we got our Atari 2600 mm-hmm. So, and you know, I can remember rolling the score on Asteroids, you know uh, things like that. I, I still have my Atari, so it's a lot of fond memories there. Oh, you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. got a bag full Does it of work? Games? Yeah, it works. It works. Are they worth money? It's hard to say. I mean, it's not in the best condition, but it works. Okay. And I've got a bag full of, like, I've got, I've got 30 games or something mm-hmm. for that thing. Um, you know, I bought my own Nintendo 8-bit after that. Um, I bought most of my systems at that point. I think the only system that I ever got as a gift was my... PlayStation 1 I got for Christmas, the year it came out, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 7. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as history goes, um, uh, my, my biggest loves have always, uh, you know, I grew up in the arcade, but then it turned into like, once I started playing Final Fantasy and stuff like that, it was uh, a, a major turning point. So yeah, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy, Action Adventure, that's, that's me.
0: Let me ask you this. Is there one moment that you could point to in your, you know, infancy with with this medium that was the turning point that you realized that I'm gonna love this thing forever? I mean, we all go through peaks and valleys, and we've all had moments in our lives where we've stopped playing video games. And I did that. And that yeah. I think everybody has. Okay. And and if and if you're younger and you're listening and you haven't, trust me, you will have that point. You know, you'll go to college, you find chicks, and you're like, <laughs> you know what, gaming is good. Although ga- it's changed, man. Like. Gaming wasn't as cool when we were growing up, but I'll let, so what was that moment?
1: Um, I got—I would actually say it was probably the NES era.
0: But like, is like there a specifically game? Specifically,
1: or... which game?
0: Because like, like, I have one for myself.
1: See, I, I i was playing other people's Nintendo's before I got mine, but I think because, you know, we had that little bit of a lull when the game crash happened, and mm-hmm. then that led into the Nintendo era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had friends that had. You know, Super Mario and stuff like that. I actually think Super Mario Two would have been a, a, a game that would made me want to get my own Nintendo.
0: The Mario that actually wasn't a Mario. Yeah. So they brought it here. Yeah. So uh, that was a game that you were like, I love this shit. Yeah, I can't now, get it. Now I wanna have this system
1: for myself. Um I think the first game that I bought for myself with my own money for my Nintendo was Blaster Okay. And I never actually ended up beating that game, but I loved it. It's so, tough. It's it's tough, but that game is just it's got great music, excellent graphics for its time, um, super challenging. I yeah. Never, like I said, I never ended up beating it, but it's something that sits in the back of my mind. So.
0: So you. You were an NES guy. Yeah. Because I I mean, rolling into me like I was a Sega kid. Right. And I take a lot of pride in that. Mm. Most people, you know, they scoff. Oh, it's NES, NES. But my big point as I've learned moving forward, what I found is, now this isn't you because you're an anomaly here, but I find a lot of people that were NES kids around our same age mm. seem to skip over the Sega generation. It's a blip in their thing because, you know, it's funny, a lot of people think that like the console wars are this modern thing that yeah. it never existed, that we lived in some fairyland with rainbow, you know, Rainbow Bridge. Everybody had a Genesis yeah. and a Super What's the Nintendo? Mario Kart level with the Rainbow... Uh... Rainbow Bridge. Or yeah, Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. I can't remember the exact name, but yeah, like, it was all unicorns and, and rainbow, and we all held hands. No, <laughs> it was a fucking war. Oh, yeah, sorry. We're going to swear on this podcast, whatever. Absolutely. But, but like, even as kids, man, we were throwing each other off snow hills. Like, if you weren't a Sega kid or a Nintendo, like, it was a big deal. But anyway, I found that Nintendo kids... Like, Sega Master System was just something that they never had any experience with yeah and in that they missed a lot and by proxy they probably missed out on a lot of the genesis as well I at least until sonic came and I, then it became more so. of a, you know as a relaunch but for me i was to say now i'm a bit younger than you i'm 42 i'll be 43 next year but i mean i've seen pretty much everything there is to see other than the infancy but you know i mean we didn't actually have like it was bleeps and bloops back then Pong which whatever, doesn't mean yeah. it wasn't any less uh effective or anything it's just i think i was there for the building blocks so to speak and to see it grow into what it is now but as a sega kid i will say the first game that i played a bunch of games i loved them there's gangster town you know uh, the space harrier and i loved all these games and by pro, it was in the arcade too but fantasy star one was the game that made me fall in love with this and i i remember the moment i you you get this passport and you're like cuz it I, I ran out of things to do on the first yeah, world okay it uh, was the first world motavia i can't remember i think so or palma i can't remember but you either go it's one of those two worlds yeah. you buy the passport I, I don't know i didn't even know it was possible it was gaming was so much more abstract then there was no handhold and that's the thing right and, and you just had to figure shit out yeah and when you figure it was it was so rewarding there was and there was no internet then folks oh, so. you couldn't just li- look that things up no phones. Like, I mean, we had a home phone, but we had sure, sure, sure. a cell phone. Maybe if you had a buddy that had gotten through it, you sure. could call it, him it up or like, whatever, right? You know, you had these myths and, and legends and, and things that that could pursue, some secrets. And, you know, that's all these codes and things that that came along. But anyway, I bought the passport. I took it to this place. And all of a sudden, I'm flying through space going to a new, new planet in this game. And I'm like, that's it. I'm in love. Yeah, I knew I was going to love this shit until I was 80 years old. And sure enough, I, I guarantee that's gonna be the moment. I mean, I had,
1: the first when I first played Final Fantasy I, that was a huge turning point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sure, I would played some cool stuff before that. I tried playing
0: Dragon Warrior, but- Cause drag- you're on like an adventure. Oh yeah. And a quest and they're telling you story and you're into this stuff.
1: That was the first time that I ever played a game for the entire day, mm-hmm. you know? I basically put like 12 hours into that game the first, in my first sitting. Your hands are cold.
0: You got no circulation. I
1: basically like went down for dinner and then I went to bed when I was done for the day. Yeah. You know, those were like the only breaks I had, you know, maybe going to the bathroom a couple times,
0: right? You're looking like Gollum, you crawl out of the hovel. (sighs) Wandering the same path over and over again just to fight giants. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And if if we're a bit scatterbrained folks like we're just trying to catch our stride we really we literally wrote no notes for this yep. i mean it, it, if you do decide i will include links uh in the show notes for this to all of the old stuff you'll find that those shows used to be a lot more structured and we will be more structured as oh, we're going go a little loosey-goosey on yeah and i'm fine with that like we're just we're excited to be doing this again and and, and reintroducing ourselves and, and and talking about video games frankly i don't care if anyone listens I I don't like, I would like for people to listen. That's great. But I just, we're so passionate about this stuff and we've had such a lifelong love about it. It's just nice to put our thoughts out there into the ether. And if, if people want to tune in, so be it.
1: Well, it's like you said, there's plenty of podcasts out there, people covering new stuff and old stuff for that matter. Mm -hmm.
0: We're just going to kind of fit in there in our own little, little niche and add our, our, our two cents. Yeah. Is there like, I look, I look back on games a genre that's disappeared for the most part for me is what they call now shmups, which, and I hate that name, man. I hate it because when we grew up, we called them shoot 'em ups. I didn't go. They were just shooters. Yeah. Because like, first person yeah. shooters didn't exist. I know they were shooters, arcade shooters, you know, all these games space yeah. here. And then as you graduated on to, you know, there was uh, 1942 and, and I mean, God, there were so many of them. And those games were shooters it always bothers me, and I, I think if you go on some of the old podcasts, you'll hear me railing about uh, those. Dude, those are shooters. Yep. Call of Duty—that's a first-person shooter, right? Like, there's no shmup yeah. or bullet hell. I don't care what those names are; those games are shooters. I though. don't like bullet hell. <laughs> well, I mean, those are just a subset. I know, yeah. I mean, but those those shooters—you know—the slowdown and you, the bullets would all crawl, and you could carve your space. Well, but like, I look back at those games and I think. Me and you, we kind of had a bond over those, dude. Thunderforce, Thunder Philios, Force. <laughs> yeah, uh, G- Garius or was it Garius? G- Gyres, whatever. Yeah, I mean, and Musha. Oh, yeah. Oh, body. So how good? You know, I'm gonna yeah. So
1: since we're bringing up some of this retro stuff, like one of the most fun things that I've got for myself in the last couple of years is these new analog machines the company analog so i've got the super nt and the mega sg Mm -hmm. and these are instead of having a super nintendo mini or a genesis mini well these are just as good as those except you can actually stick cartridges in them Mm -hmm. so um having all these classic shooters and and of course all the rest of the library has been a real treat you know revisiting some of these
0: games you get to refine and you you discover things that you missed yeah because as kids, your wallet, your funds aren't as strong. Yep. I mean, we're talking about pricing before, but back then we just would have a couple games and, yep. and play. You, you actually had to go, there was no digital marketplace to just to, to delve. You, you had what you had and you played what you played, so you missed out on a significant part of the library.
1: Well, and you know, now we can kind of cheat because we've got these like micro SD cards and stuff like that and we're playing ROMs, mm-hmm. which is the other really fun thing that I've been doing is I've been playing a lot of these ROMs, but not just the bare ROM, but going into like the romhacking.com site and finding all these really amazing uh, hacks that people have done over the years, whether it be uh, translations for games that never got English translation. That's big for me because um,
0: there were so many games that I, I missed. Yeah. That. You know, there were just, you, you'd read about them in an old game magazine as a like game fan. And, yeah. you know, you, it, it would, you are like, I can't wait till this comes here. And then some of them would never and, and, come. And, yeah. Well, Final Fantasy V is a, is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we finally kind we, of have it Yeah, now. we get it
1: now. But, like, for years, that was just, they didn't bring it out over here. Mm-hmm. Right? So... way back when (laughs) there's uh there's donovan playing 20 hours of a japanese final fantasy game until he
0: can't figure out where to go to next (laughs) but i played it
1: just because i loved final fantasy so much i didn't care i just wanted to play this game
0: so Um, So you played what's a a a recent rom that you played that you loved or like
1: i think the best one that i've played so far is a rom hack for final fantasy four or two depending on how you go but it Obviously, four is the mm-hmm. proper uh, Final Fantasy Four Ultima, or I think I think it's Ultima. Is that what they call the? And yeah, the so this guy has done an incredible job of not just like they've added new challenges, like little side quests. Um, there's way more stuff to do in the end game, which there wasn't. I don't
0: even know if the original game had an end game per se. It will. It did, but a lot of there were optional stuffs in the final dungeon, yeah, like weapons, sure, and, and quests so, or not quests, but bosses, yeah. And so this guy has just gone
1: and added even like twice as much mm-hmm. stuff, um, and even a new game plus, which allows you to level up your characters up to I think level one forty nine or something like mm-hmm. this. So I hadn't played through the entire game in a long time, so it was just really refreshing, um. Brought back a lot of memories.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's a great story. So we obviously, we can roll into the next thing that also delves into our history. is We both, Final Fantasy is right at the top for both oh, of us. Oh, absolutely. If not the top, it's top three for both of us mm-hmm. in terms of franchises and loves uh, for gaming. And if I could, my second moment with games was on the SNES when I picked up. It was Final Fantasy II, but obviously Final Fantasy II. When I grabbed that that red case in the cardboard, and I was on vacation with my parents. I picked it up in Buffalo, New oh, York. Okay, okay. And it I you know, I couldn't play it for like two weeks because we were on vacation. But so you... I lorded over the manual, which manuals back then were the thing, man. Oh man. Like it was like a, a, a mini book. textbook. It was like a book, and I yeah. missed that so much. Oh dude. Like I and that's why I still adhere to the physical. I rather have a tangible thing and I buy all these physical things that have art books or whatever, but the Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 4, for you, how high is it? Because when you, when you walk these, or, or, or read these lists, I always find like Final Fantasy 4 Final seems to be somewhere in the middle, hmm. to the, it's never in the top half anymore, but for me, it's, it's one of my three favorites. Hmm,
1: that's, that's tough, because, I think I go back and forth a little bit, but, because 12 is one of my favorites, uh, but 4, Four and six are both excellent uh, in their own rights. Um, You know, everybody always goes on about seven, and I'm certainly not going to knock seven. It's a fantastic game, but I wouldn't call it my favorite. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And the reason I'm talking, I'm rolling into a a current topic, which is the the re-releases or the what the hell the re-pixels. That's what Square is calling them. Sure, and um, and and they're relaunching them. But the specifically for is what I'm finding is I want these things. I'm not going to buy them on mobile or Steam. I want them on consoles. Oh yeah, and it's mind boggling that they're not releasing them for. I think I assume they're going to do it, but I really hope they don't nickel and dime us. I want a full physical package. Release all of them in one. In one. Yeah. Just like I don't care what you charge me, man. Give me the extras. I'll pay a hundred bucks for six games.
1: If they put the first those first six games on one disc and charge 90 bucks for it with
0: with some trimmings though like you can't just give the disc
1: no it's gotta it's gotta have some stuff no give us a nice book and like a nice case whatever like i
0: don't know what else but But what bothers me about them is that they've cut the you know you're talking about the rom and the added stuff okay well i understand they're not going to adopt that stuff no but i was i recently moved uh folks and, like, I've dug out I've dug out all my old stuff. And my old PSP, the Final Fantasy IV Complete Collection yes. I have. And the PSP version has all this extra stuff. Like the After Years and stuff, right? It, well, it has the After Years content. And there are some ex, some other things in it as well. Mm. Like, even... The, remember, there was the developer's room. Yeah. You could go in there. And that's just a, a, a small thing. It means nothing. They've cut that out of the re That's not in it. And this stuff bothers me, you know? Like, I don't want... Like, don't cut these things out like as we move forward in time you know you should be at the very least maintaining or expanding adding, expanding yeah. to me like i mean these repixels things are they're cool they should be director's cuts or whatever you want to call it you know and and but they're they're really staying true to the graphics i guess the music is fantastic that's the one thing that people can agree on okay they have redone that but i replayed the um Final Fantasy IV when I, I dug the PSP collection and I I was in love with this game. I, I still think it's great. I never forget the first like you roll into the first dungeon and it that music is the oh dude. It's so good. Like it, it it's it's eternal.
1: Well, cause I can remember working at uh I worked at a video store when
0: uh Final Fantasy II came I just out. completely sang the wrong song. No, it's you did the world. Yeah, yeah. There, sorry, that's that's the right one. Sure, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah,
1: I mean, I can remember getting that game and feeling the same way about the music the first time I heard it. I was just like,
0: wow. I remember I walk into this, that music hits. I kind of got like the hairs on my neck stood up, and I paused for a second. I was like, wow, this is game music. This is like, and I, we both have a fond, more than fond. A, a huge love for gaming music, and I love some of the old, you know, the chip tune stuff. But it was like this was like a next level. Oh yeah, of video game music. I mean, I yeah, the jump between the eight-bit music and the sixteen music was huge, bigger than the graphical jump, for sure. Um, I, I mean, the graphic the graphical jump came in the second half yeah, of, of that, that sure. console life. I, what I didn't actually realize until later was that the
1: Super Nintendo wasn't significantly more powerful than the original NES, it was actually uh, derived from the, that architecture mm-hmm. and just expanded upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, so technically it could have been a
0: more powerful system than it was. And it's, Which is funny because it took a full year to get, I mean back then things would come out in Japan much earlier whereas now they're day and date if not here first, which the PS5 and, and the Xbox here first and then they come out in Japan later it's crazy man. well i mean it's just that's the way the business they don't even buy the hardware anymore but we would have to wait the super nintendo came out over a year later yep. in america yep. and we waited whereas the genesis was I out didn't. a full year <laughs> no we, we did have our means to sort of get in well i
1: had i had we had contacts
0: mm-hmm. and and at the time you know um, we're 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 friends with some triad members that, that smoke <laughs> yeah. through the the bars no we just well buddies that owned little video game huts in video stores well so i
1: got my super famicom like ages before the super nintendo was out mm-hmm. and i was i had my copy of super r-type yep and you know you look back at those games and like yeah you know, there's quite a bit of slowdown and stuff I and a couple, care. like gradius and, yeah. and stuff like that um or gradius depending on how you want to say it um r-type's definitely got a lot of slowdown in it. It does. But again, that's actually something that some of these ROM hacks have have fixed. Some Mm -hmm. of the slowdowns. But you can also
0: keep it if you want. Yeah. Yeah. There's options to toggle. And this is what's great. Gaming companies, software companies, they haven't done enough to preserve gaming history. And they're more, I mean, they're seemingly just content with letting things die on a vine. And to me, that's unacceptable. Well, and I agree. I don't understand
1: like Sony was very vocal about that actually, uh, before the PS5 came out. And it just kind of blew my mind. Like, the PS5 is a very capable system, and it's great that it plays PS4 games, but it kind of blows me away that they didn't just include PS1, PS2. I know that ps well, was Well,
0: that was the conversation, and you look at the original presentation with Mark Cerny, I guess we might as well move into current stuff with the PS5. And, I mean, I have a PS5. I got one day one. Uh... And I do, I like and love it, but on the original presentation, you can see on the slide, they, you know, they it's PS4 games, and it seemed like there was room for them to add slots at the PS3, PS2, PS1, but all you can surmise at this point is that Microsoft's hardware engineers mm. and software engineers are superior to Sony's. Yeah. Like, as much as I prefer the PlayStation brand and their software and exclusive games... Sure. Microsoft's hardware and the people that figured... Like, what they've done with the backwards compatibility uh, options and the way they even do it, it's not just the options. The fact that you can just put a disc in and then it accepts... And that's what I mean. Like, like, that's incredible. I love that so much. Like, and, and folks, it seems like a small thing. People thought that was impossible. They basically patched the hardware... To accept old discs that would recognize a digital offering and and, and download that. And that's the
1: thing. So my favorite counterpoint to this is that I own Rogue Galaxy for PS2. Yeah, yeah, And it's available for PS4. Mm -hmm. But I can't put my Rogue Galaxy disc into my PS4 and have it say, oh, you own this game? Well, then we'll download the uh, the new version for you for free. Whereas you were able to take...
0: um, Ninja Gaiden Black... Or or the original Knights of the Old Republic disc. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, and I don't have but, that anymore. But, but
0: no, but you could. Yeah, uh, I've got Panzer
1: Dragoon Order. Yeah, um, and
0: all these old like original Xbox yeah, games. Slide them in. Slide the disc in. And boom. Slide it in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> slide it in. And then yeah, you download and Sam you're good Baker to go. Lube. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, I, to me that's just it, it, it's insane. And as much as I mean, the PS5 had to include PS like if it didn't include PS4 games, like what are we doing here? Yeah. But like you, I have this all this old library, and I was I ran my ass off once I moved to hook my PS3 back up and my Vita back up to make sure. I know the stores weren't well originally; they were just going to do away with right. them entirely, right? Which was bullshit. And then the outcry was so big that they're like, okay, well we're going to hold on to them, but you know, but 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 but, and then finally they just added where you can't use your credit card anymore; you have to you, deposit funds from oh, the digital brother. store. Or I found you can actually go on your PS3 or PS5, sorry, or PS4 and and put funds in your wallet. But then you got to, you know, separate, you got to reload the store in the PS3 or Vita Uh, and redo all this stuff. And then I noticed the stores were broken for a bit. And I'm like, why is this so hard? Okay, in the grand scheme of things, everything is awesome and no one's happy. That's just the truth of it. It's still pretty incredible to where we are, but in terms of what should be acceptable in 2021 and the way some of the stuff is happening on PlayStation to claim play catch up with the stuff. Sure. It, it's kind of unacceptable. Well, and I, I agree with that, that whole catching up uh, point because
1: it always feels like Sony's playing catch up with Microsoft in terms of
0: those added features. Hardware wise. Yeah. And, and like the soft infrastructure yeah. on the hardware games wise, well ahead. Sure. And that's why we ultimately play is because of the games. I mean, no one's like, wow, let me look at this thing that does this thing, except the games. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's not why we're here. But these tech, these advances, they just should be there. And I will just put it like this. I love my PS5. I'm glad I have one. And I'm not... I hear some people are like, oh, you know, there's no reason to have one. And you know what I mean? You're not missing out on anything. That's garbage. Everyone would be happy with their purchase in the, into the next generation, whether it's Microsoft or Sony. Okay. But every time I play my, turn my PSV up five on, it makes me miss my PlayStation four. Really? That's 100%. And here's a funny
1: thing. I'm not going to be able to get rid of my PS four. Why is that? Cause it's got PT on it.
0: Oh, and I do as well. <laughs> uh, but, nor would I want to like, because it's like, the reason I say that is because it's not because of the way it runs. The PS five runs seamlessly. It runs incredible. Like the, the ssd on it and and the way you can do all this stuff it's like it's so snappy and it's so quick but man i miss the themes i miss the folders yeah, like why i miss you- being able to organize this shit i miss i'll give you an example okay if i have a game on the ps5 and there's a patch okay and it updates super fast by the way yeah compared to the ps4 even okay but i can't look at the patch notes on the ps5 I have to load my phone up. Whereas on the PS4, after it was done, I'd see the patch note updates right in the thing. Unless certain games, at least like Overwatch, for instance, on the PS4, it would say read the patch notes online. Okay. Okay. But for the most part, I could read the patch notes, what they changed, what they added, what they fixed. Where the PS5, there's no option for that. Really? And it's just a small thing. Look, yeah. Donovan. I just... And I get it, it's in its infancy. Okay, they might, the PS4 wasn't the PS4 at the end as it was at the beginning. Sure. They added things along but you know what? How do you not take the shit that people love and add it onto your new thing well, and then add on We why, shouldn't start exactly. over from why, zero.
1: Why didn't the PS5 launch with all of the features of the PS4 and then whatever they were going to put into like, the PS5? Even if
0: you don't like the folders, some people like to see everything on their thing. Sure. That's fine. But give, I like the options. I, I can have my Final Fantasy folder. I can have my From Software folder mm-hmm. with Bloodborne and Dark Souls and Sekiro or I can have my Resident Evil four, know, where my Resident didn't... Evil games are on. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do that. <laughs> Shut up! You didn't. No. Oh, I've never like yeah dug that deep. Into and it. I love the themes. Like I love yeah. putting themes on. Like whether I want to turn my console into the old PS one look or the sure. PS two look yeah. or whatever the fuck I want to do. I don't know. Do I want some anime titties on it? Then I get some anime titties. <laughs> um, PS three yeah.
1: actually had some nice themes. Yes, it did. That I almost think are better than some of the ones you can get for PS four.
0: Or, 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 yes and or no, but there were some cool
1: ones. Or is it like, see, I find that the the uh, user interface on the PS4 is still a bit clunky at times.
0: Well, it definitely slowed down. Yeah. Um. Now most people don't do the like their the PS4 version of the defrag. Yeah. You should go and and um. I forget why am I think I can't think of the name of it, but it definitely makes a difference. But ultimately, the cache cleanup. Is that what it is? It's a. It's not a system restore, but there's another name for it. And it basically, re-or- it's its like if you defrag your, your sure. and you clean your cache, and it, it runs quicker. Right. right. Because all that reinstalling, deleting, and and stuff like that, it sort of fucks up the back end. Absolutely. But I'm not making excuses for it. Ultimately, yes, it's true. Just like your old iPhone, eventually it starts to chug as firmware is updated. It I, just I, happens. I wondered if sometimes it was the themes that were like, you know, because
1: there's too much going on in the theme that it's actually slowing down. No,
0: I, I don't think that's true. Okay. I, I just think it's 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 partially, you know, that what I just said, not running that that option that most people never do. Okay. Like most people would have that that hardware for five years and never run that just, and they've installed, deleted hundreds of games. Sure, but it, but also just. Excuse me, with the firm uh, firmware and, and all the wear and tear and, and the updates, it, it becomes outdated hardware. Yeah. That's just the truth. So it chugs. But anyway, I the PS five does make me miss uh my PS4 and the way it was. I still started up my PS4 and I'm like, man, that just feels like home. <laughs> like it just feels good. Like it's like, you know, a nice soup on a cold day, and there it is. Oh, don't wrong. I don't want to go back and play games on my PS4. Yeah because they run so much better. but and, and vice versa. The the Xbox, new Xbox runs like that too. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and here's my... I, I'm in an interesting boat because I I have always owned both systems. Mm-hmm. I had a Super Nintendo and a Genesis. I had an Xbox and a PlayStation 2. Um, although I got my PlayStation 2 way later. Did you? Yeah, that was actually when I took a break, like you were mentioning mm-hmm. earlier. I took a few years off gaming. I thought, okay. And then I ended up changing jobs and there was a guy at work that got me back into gaming again just be talking about it all the time but uh let me ask you a question since uh sure.
0: I like what
1: is the best game that you've played in the last few years what's your
0: favorite game that you've played in the last oh, few that's years a good question. oh man so I, I i'll admit as much as i love my m- nostalgia mm. and and we've had we've had this conversation on pre- previous podcast yeah like, I love old games. Some of these games will never be topped. In sure. fact, my top five games were likely all games. Now, I'd have to revisit it to be sure. And we talked about this. I'm actually compiling a list of my top 100 games. Oh, top 100. Which is hard. Oh, dude. Because I'm just compiling <laughs> a massive list. And I'm like, holy shit, what games do I cut here? But I, in recent years... Oh, man, you put me on the spot. Yeah. It's like... A game that I adored or, okay, you know what? I'll just put it like this. There's a game, I love Shadow of the Colossus, okay? okay? I know not as many people cared for The Last Guardian, but to me, I think Last Guardian is a special game that holds a special place for me for very specific reasons. That's a great answer. Um It's, it's a last year, and the reason is The Last Guardian was released when I lost my dog. Mm. Ovi and it came out right wow. at the time so the bond between the characters in the game it took me a year uh, to play that game wow. I couldn't I couldn't do it and the trailers were so powerful and emotional I knew what I was in for yeah and I finally sat down and played it and it's something that I'll never forget sure and by the end I was a mess I really was a mess so... and to me I know the game has problems okay it controls a little obtusely. So does Shadow of the Colossus, by the way, yeah. and that's a consensus greatest game of all time. You know, it just is. And I'm not saying it has to be one of yours, yeah. not the royal you, I'm talking about everybody out there, but yeah. what it did for gaming and the way it's heralded, The Last Guardian shares some of those obtuse controls and, and problems, Yeah, but they never hindered me to the point to lose the magic of what the game was trying to do. Sure, okay. So. The last... I, I, there's so many games, Donovan. And it's funny. I think a lot of people out there get asked that question. And all the time we're like, this game's great. This game's great. This takes a place on my Pantheon. But when you ask it, it's like your mind just goes well, blank. Because I asked you, of course, I've got some no, stuff like, yeah, like, so head. So what's a game recently for you? So I'm going to say profound gaming experience. Yes. Um, and, and it's funny because you can take it so many different ways. You can yeah. be like incredibly awesome, like visually blooming away and, and like controls or it could be something that just resonated with you on, on an emotional level i think the the two games that spring to mind from
1: most recently and one of them is a couple years old now but um near automata absolutely floored me with its story mm-hmm. when you got to the big twist and i'm not going to say what the big twist is just in case but anybody that's played that game and got engrossed in it knows exactly what I'm talking about. The other game that really, and I'm not surprised that I had a profound experience with it, even though I have mixed emotions about sections of it, but Death Stranding. Okay. We talked about this yes. actually. Yeah. Um, Death Stranding, not a game for everybody. I get that. Um, I, I find that the best way that I've been able to describe the game to people who haven't played it yet is it's kind of like alternative music as a video game if that makes any sense. Explain. So the best example that I've used in the past is that say if Doom is like Metallica Nine Inch Nails kind of thing then Death Stranding is like
0: Radiohead. Okay. So I think it's a good example. I just you know it's a totally unique, for the, the yeah viewers. it's a unique way to describe a game like because Radiohead brings in so many elements they're not just you can't pigeonhole the band well and it's such an emotional experience
1: too like Death Stranding definitely hits some very powerful notes in its narrative. Um, it's not a perfect game. It did piss me off at one point. When you, I know, when you got to go back and forth and then back again. Well, when you, we spend a bunch of time building a network and only to find out. And that, then they fuck you and you can't use it to get back. Right. It's um, like
0: you, you, you carefully put all
1: those, uh, what's it, the zip lines. The zip lines and whatever else. I, if, if someone had just said, don't do that yet, I would have been grateful. But, you know, I tried to play it as, as without, you know, hints and all that kind of stuff as I could. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the game, but that particular moment made me put the controller down for a bit. And it's a good conversation, because <laughs> it
0: is relatively current, because they just released the Director's Cut. Exactly. And that content. Now, do you think you'll go back? On PS5? Well, is, okay, now, is it... Are those... I think the Director's Cut is only available on PS5. Okay, fine. Would you revisit the game? Because I... Uh, I, I think I distinctly I talking, distinctly remember talking to you, and... I think you, you soured on it towards the end. Yeah. But now that you've thought about you've you've separated yourself and well, removed yourself. Now I, you're more, you're... Since I know what happens,
1: I can avoid having that disappointment again, right? I can get to that point in the game and go to myself, okay, I know that if I do all this, it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So let's just...
0: But I mean, they give it back to you. In the well, I just thing. mean, yeah.
1: don't do it now. Do it after
0: the fact. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, when you do it, it, it does make, because there's a lot of things you do. I guess if you just want well, to watch the story and then you, and then do all the delivery shit and build your bonds up afterwards, I guess you could do it that there's way. There's a lot
1: of character moments in that too. And so I get like skipping that isn't necessarily the smartest idea either. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was the sort of the one thing that, and yeah, souring is a good way to put it. But that doesn't mean that I don't, Think that I had a profound experience playing, and it was.
0: Game. I will say, and I agree with you. It's funny because we both pick games that are would typically be outside of what people would class as a traditional great gaming experience because neither of them play extremely well. Like the Death Stranding, it doesn't play poorly, but like no. it, it's not a. The combat isn't great. The driving isn't great. Um, to In and, and it actively, <laughs> it, like some of the elements, actively are there to frustrate. Yeah. But it's like it's like you know, trying to describe Death Stranding to someone is, is also difficult. Oh as yeah, well. yeah. And that's why to me, like, it's a brilliant offering from Kojima, who is just a master. And Metal Gear is also one of our favorite franchises of well, all from the time. A, from a story perspective, it is in a
1: class of its own. I mean, mm-hmm, but it's so daring. Like it.
0: Like it's it's such a daring game because it's like in a time where we're it's it's funny because I think gaming is as good as it's ever been when everything is clicking. Like sure. I'm not talking about the patches and stuff. Forget all that. Games release like shit. Yes, they do. But when they're got to this when they get to the state that they're intended to be, yeah. Thing is like it's like milk and honey, man. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And games are our our medium's in a fantastic shape. Although there are disturbing trends we can get to later, but. Death Stranding is a game that is, it's it's a daring take in, in in 2020. When did it release, was it 2020 or late 2019? I think it was 2019. Oh man, I don't know. I'm not gonna pull it up. I know point, guys usually pull it up with the phone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I played it in 2020, so whatever. But it's like, it, you deliver. It's like, how do you explain it? End of you walk and you deliver
1: packages to people. No, pitching this game. How do you, How would you pitch this exactly. game if and that's you weren't Kojima? Like, you would not have been able to make this game. Not on the scale, not on the scale that it is, and not
0: with the depth. And the fact that it works, like it's so, it actually hampers your, the way you want to play things and, you know, weight encumbrance and traveling and you fall down. And it's, it's, it's like, you're just, it's difficult to actually get, but it all clicks. It's like you build to this thing and you're like, this is great. It's a very well oiled machine, that game. No, I, I, despite, Any, you know, uh, it's far from perfect. Like, it's it's not, not there are qualms. Yeah. uh, That I think the director's cut does give you. It's almost become like it adds more of the Kojima elements that we love from Metal. Like, for instance, there's a jetpack in it.
1: Well, isn't there like a whole (laughs) stealth, like, yeah, like metal, very metal ish. Yeah. But like,
0: even traveling, but it's it's a great game. Uh, I love Death Stranding. And it's like, we both pick these games that are, like, yeah, outside of the mold. Like, you know, some people might pick, like, you know, The Last of Us, which is also not playing, or or like Like an action game. Yeah, God of War, which I still, there's nothing wrong with a pick like that. But these are untraditional offerings that I think, and I think Death Stranding was the most innovative game of the last generation. Well, that's,
1: and that's kind of what I, why I picked it as well, because
0: I, there's nothing like it. There really isn't. And that's rare. Yeah. In in the modern, like, in modern generally games, everything's, and I don't I don't need everything to be innovative. No, you but. You know, whether it iterates or it's even something that just sort of straight up takes elements and, and, and makes it their own. I'm okay with that. Like, some people are like hard as, oh, it's just the same old or whatever. Like, so what? Is it great? Is it fun to play? No, I don't want, like, five cookie cutter games. That's different, yeah. right? But, I don't know. What do you think's going on with Kojima now? What do you think he's doing? Because there's that rumor with uh, Microsoft, but they may have two uh, two teams.
1: Yeah, I did hear about some hiring recently. I think right. So obviously he's got something in the works. I don't really know too much about it yet. Mm-hmm. So
0: I just. Do you think one of them Silent Hill? Because with oh, the God. with the news that Kojima, uh, not Kojima, Konami has decided to revamp their gaming division. I don't think that they would. I don't think that. Kojima and Konami will work together again. I agree with you, but I think Sony can bring them together. Maybe, maybe. As a, I, I heard, there was a
1: like it's not going to be in-house as far as the Silent Hill game goes, right? Okay. I think it's th- going to be third-party. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember, but that's the, what
0: Kojima Productions is. This is true, but oh, man, that would be really bizarre to me. Sometimes time's heal- time heals all wounds. And I, I honestly can see it. I, the rumors are out there for it. Honestly, I think it's basically confirmed, more or less. It, Silent Hill is happening. Silent Hill. I know that
1: there is a Silent Hill happening. and what, there, There's a Metal Gear happening as well. But that's not going to be... That's going to be
0: like... So in that's... That house. Well, what they're doing for the future of Metal Gear, I don't know. Although I have my theories and things that I'd like to have it. But they're definitely remaking... Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay. Um... Well, yeah, we heard about that. That's... Sure. That's 100%. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but that is happening, and I think it's happening. Bluepoint is either working on a Metal Gear Solid 1 or Bloodborne 2. Well, I actually think they're doing both. Oh, yeah. I, I think they've... What took them this long is Bluepoint is revamped. So, Bluepoint was purchased by PlayStation, Yep. It's the most recent aqu- acquisition. Yep. And they said they're working on a completely new. They want to IP, work. Yeah. Well, that they. But that didn't mean that's the only thing that they're working on. And if you remember prior, uh, back when after Shadow of the Colossus, the their their remake was released in Demon Souls, they had like a little video with all these hints and 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 uh, and pictures in it, and like about being solid, and there was allusions to Castlevania as well. Uh, and I really think that. Konami has started to reach out and they want people because I don't think they're gonna work on these games in-house No, and that's smart for them business-wise at this point too. I think it's smart because
1: I think the the idea is that they want to get studios that are passionate about sure the, about the, the, the properties and To me that is the best route to take. I agree um, I, I feel bad for Mercury Steam in the sense that they kind of dropped the ball with the Lords of Shadow series
0: Which is a shame because I know not as many people agree, but we've talked about this ad nauseum on previous podcasts and privately. I think Lords of Shadow 1 is a fan. It's a game I will defend into my deathbed. I I think it's a great game. I
1: think I bought it three or four times at this point. Okay. I got it on Steam now because they have the nice uh, 60 frames per second and all the DLC included and that kind of stuff. I got it for like eight bucks. Sure um but i also bought it for xbox because it's on backwards compatibility Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um after having already bought the collector's edition way back when for ps3 um i love that game i think i think it's great i think it's fantastic i know a lot of people have their issues with it you know as far as the static camera goes like that but i actually think they kind of drop the ball with lords of shadow
0: too and oh for sure Uh, i mean i remember talking about it with you and we'll get back to our original discussion yeah this is just a little and who's gonna handle the the, you know the main properties but i remember talking with you when when the the sequel was announced that trailer came with the alucard teaser i was like this has the potential to be like a uh, a symphony of the night of the modern age yeah and like, especially the way lords of shadow one was and it's like they're talking about all these things and these elements they were gonna mesh, and then what we got i was like it wasn't even bad it wasn't bad it was just kind of all over the place yeah and then the ending was stupid oh my god the ending was horrible i think yeah and then you couple that with the portable game uh mirror of fate yeah which i did not like at all
1: well and this is to just... me was when this, the signs were already there at that point with that one, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this already in a previous podcast, but yeah, Mirror of Fate had already shown the cracks in the storytelling. Um, and then Lords of Shadow
0: 2 because it being a follow-up to that. And, and it's funny because this it, it is another thing we used to talk about. This is also what I think Final Fantasy should do. is because the, why can't we get both? Why can't we get our traditional uh, you know, side-scrolling metrovania metroidvania style yep. to, in 2d the smaller offerings, and why can't we get the big 3d blowouts yeah why does it have to be either or surely a well-oiled machine and, and and company has their shit together and values their property can do these things like what do we what's our aim for castlevania what's our aim for final fantasy why can't we give them our 16-bit offerings our traditional offerings that sure. people want yeah. and then we push the envelope on and, and take three to
1: five years. I 100% agree especially in the case of Final Fantasy. I think they should have two separate teams one making the games that are And it's funny because they got like seven teams. I know, right? But they, no one knows what they're doing. Um, so yeah, I think they should have their you know their team that is making the new innovative whatever the next chapter you
0: know in this case Our flagship yeah, Final Fantasy yeah. 16 Right You know Castlevania
1: main branch right but then let's have another team that's making Final Fantasy it's still Final Fantasy but you're gonna incorporate favorite elements from previous titles
0: yeah but still carried and, and for the sake of argument we're, we're saying Final Fantasy but it could be Castlevania and that's what I as mean. well like I'm generalizing like, you know or any franchise you love uh, Metroid as well like we just got Metroid Dread but why can't we have Metroid Dread the, the Metroidvania style and have a Metroid Prime, well, which is the big blow, up, which they are doing. I'm pretty
1: sure we are getting Prime. 4, we are, right? So
0: we are. But I mean, how long has that been in development and rumored and talked about? And it's like, and, and it took them what decades at this point well, to, Metroid, to move
1: forward? Metroid has one of those unique histories, right? It's, it's a very old series that has fewer games, than and you it's would never expect. sold
0: well. Which
1: Metroid Dread
0: because of the way it's talked about and, and critically yeah. the way it's re- it's 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 a Critical Darling yeah. series but Nintendo fans which is crazy because Nintendo fans eat everything yeah. like everything Nintendo shovels in their mouth they just give me more uh-huh. man no matter if it sucks they yeah. juggle the balls and they love it and it just sells 20-30 million copies yeah. yet Metroid but at least Metroid Dread is getting the the due but anyway I think we're in agreement about, getting, let's rewind all the way back to Mercury Steam's offering. They seem to have the what we're talking about. Yeah. They were doing that, yeah. but they fucked it all up. So they dropped
1: the ball on Castlevania, but they've picked it up for this Metroid Dread game. Yes. And from and what I've seen, I'm actually, a, I don't own a Switch. Probably not gonna own a Switch.
0: I'm glad you just brought it because I completely forgot. I, like, I knew Mikrosheen did Dread, yeah. but I wasn't going to mention because it, it slipped my mind. And yeah. it's crazy. It, it all It's all part and parcel of what we're talking about.
1: From what I've seen, because, again, I watched a bit of Maximilian playing Dread, and
0: it looks fantastic. I think it looks excellent, It too. looks like
1: it, well, based on Max's uh, reactions to it, too, it controls fantastically. Yeah. It's got the polish. It's seamless. Uh, seamless. The traversal seems like it's amazing. Um it looks fantastic. I'm actually a little bummed that I'm probably never going to play it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's rewind back to the Konami thing and and, and wrap that up in a bow. Because I think you're right. So Castlevania, I don't know what they're going to do. Mm. But I mean, they want to do something. Because look at all these. We've got the Advanced Collection just most recently. Yep. Which was and a I'm surprise. Hoping... And a very, very welcome surprise. Because those games were stranded more than any others. Yeah. And I'm they hoping were for gridded. more of that. I'm hoping for
1: more of these Castlevania collections to come out.
0: Well, I mean, there's not too many left,
1: aren't there? Is there not, not at really, least one more they could do? What's left? Are there any more other left?
0: than re-releasing Lords of Shadow in a nice, tidy package? I did, I
1: and, thought,
0: and are there not more Game Boy game,
1: or Advance games or like that's three, all of them? Is there a 3DS one or anything like that?
0: I think there's like there's the N64 offerings and there's Lament of Innocence on the PS2. Okay, I mean, the, yes, you're right. There are other ones.
1: But as far as the portable ones go, this is pretty much it? I think so.
0: Okay. okay. Like, there's four. Like, there's Order of Ecclesia. And all the all the GBA games, yeah. those are there. Oh, okay. I mean, we got the classic bundle. Yeah. That, that just came out right. all the way up to Symphony uh, of the Night. Oh, no, no. Sorry, that's a completely different one. So, right. it just proves my point. We've got multiple packages of Castlevania almost in succession. Yeah. And they don't do that without something in the future that they're planning, well, right?
1: that's what I wonder, right? So, you know, I, I picked up that first collection that's got the the old Nintendo games mm-hmm. on it. And what, one of the things I love about it is that they patched into the Japanese versions. Yes. Because anybody that knows their history or not, uh, some of these old Nintendo games had chips in them for doing better sound and music in the Japanese versions that the American the de- uh, de- developers decided not to put in, right? Mm. So you get some chunkier music in the uh, Japanese version of Castlevania 3. Um, yeah. And it sounds fantastic.
0: So what do you think the plan is? Like, we'll, we'll go quick here. What do you think they want to do with Castlevania? And who, do, ideally for you, who would, who would be a studio to handle it? Because they're not going to handle it in-house.
1: That's a good, that is actually a really good
0: question. I, a lot of people, like I'll start it off, a lot of people say like from software. Personally, because they see like Bloodborne, yeah, and they think that's essentially could be a Castlevania game. And while I don't think they're wrong, I don't think the combat style of what From does fits Castlevania.
1: No, I don't I
0: need agree. it to be more so deliberate and chunky, like a meaty, like a, a, a like Castlevania has always been a fleet of foot uh, combat style yeah. in all of their games. Like, I would if you want... suddenly added the like the the Souls elements to Castlevania, I'm not saying couldn't work, but for me personally, would I like it? And is that how I see Castlevania? No, I I think Platinum. Oh, that's like a dream. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> uh, that,
1: that's the only one that I can that's popping into my head right now that I think is a good fit. And I honestly I don't want to like knock American developers, but I think it should be a Japanese. developer. I agree.
0: I agree with you because um, Mercury Steam is Spanish. Uh, yep, absolutely not that I, I mean i'm not seeing an american studio couldn't do it and i am not either it's but... just i think castlevania is a, a a japanese series through and through although it's probably not associated as such especially now with the anime right and that's another uh one well, again stone in the gauntlet per se you know they're making this push and if i see them building on that brand in a gaming form because why not sure
1: have you watched all of the cast oh, of yeah. the series? Oh, yeah. It's
0: fantastic. I think the ending was was excellent. Yep. Uh, I wasn't a fan of the third season as much. Okay. But I liked it all. It doesn't matter.
1: And here's a weird thing. I don't know if you noticed this or not. I thought the animation generally was excellent. So, same. But there were times during some of the busier fight scenes when I
0: thought, like, there should have been more frames of animation. I see. I, but it just... It's so expensive. I know. Um, and I... Like, from... Like an, an example is the new Neon Genesis rebuilds, the the last one finally came out, and you can see the 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 money being spent in the action, but it's almost so much busy and so detailed, you it's really difficult to follow. Okay. And it's not missing any frames, it, like like you're saying your example, but I don't know. There's there's a happy medium, but we're getting away from the game. I can't offer a better option than Platinum, although someone have to help. Them storytelling elements. Well, for Castlevania. Maybe somebody
1: scripts it, but they yeah, handle the gameplay. the way. gameplay. Yeah.
0: So let's move forward to are, are you a big Silent Hill guy? Um well
1: see yeah I am. even though I haven't played every game in the series, I just I'm drawn to that uh the the setting that it Out of the gives. two of us,
0: you're the horror
1: I'm you're a like, survival like, horror I guy. I like scary stuff, man. Yeah. I like uh, I'm definitely not like as much creeped I'm a out. big baby. Um I will admit that I unintentionally ruined the ending of Silent Hill 2 for myself. Um, it was totally an accident. I was just doing a little bit of research, watching some videos, and watched Too Far Into One and found out the, the big twist.
0: Yeah, and
1: uh, But I still went back and played the game later on. And even there's multiple, multiple endings in and that. And there's just, multiple endings in that game. So, I mean, um, it didn't diminish my enjoyment, although I do regret not get uh being able to
0: enjoy the the twists properly so i think do you i honestly think it's a foregone conclusion that kojima productions productions is working on the hills personally Uh, honestly i don't want to believe it
1: but i want to believe it okay you know what i mean like i i i I feel like that's like far far far-fetched but at the same time i would love to see it happen I'd love to see uh, uh, Kojima do a Silent Hill game.
0: And Metal Gear, let's just... We'll wrap it in a bow with that. Uh, I I know they're remaking things. Do you think Metal Gear Solid has a future? Like in terms of Metal Gear Solid 6? Well, again... And
1: would you even want to see it? I don't think that you're going to be able to... Like, yes, you could... I feel like they can completely make a Metal Gear game, but it's not going to feel the same. It's not going to have that Kojima element, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, sure, they could make a stealth game and call it Metal Gear and have some wacky characters. But I do feel like without Kojima there to... You just guide feel like it, someone's pretending. Yeah, they're just
0: making it's an imitation of what came before.
1: I just don't know, like even if they were able to come up with cool characters and stuff like that, I feel like Kojima's just got a way about him, his quirkiness. Well, yeah, whatever absolutely. you
0: want to call it. And if if that franchise, it's not just like yes, Metal Gear is Metal Gear, all the elements and the crazy narrative stuff and some of the 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 like depression elements of it, like the, the well, Nostradamus almost quality, but it also has those, like it has this weird shit about it that only Kojima seems to be well, able to pull off.
1: It's it's hyper realistic, but hyper over the top too, yeah. right? I mean, these characters and these fights that you're in, I mean, I'm thinking about like some of the crazy stuff in uh, in 3 and, and 4 for that matter, um, you know, when you think about the big uh Metal Gear fight at the end of 4 when you're in the Re- you've got Ray
0: and um Rex, Rex. I mean <laughs> it's awesome though and that, but a... that's what we came for yeah like we came to see that yeah like and that's all I wanted what were you thought I can't remember did you love Metal Gear Solid 5 um to be honest
1: I certainly don't hate it um I'm bummed that they were never able to complete it properly mm-hmm. I mean I have the director's cut. we probably even talked about this yes, before. We did. I've 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 put it back in from time to time just to run
0: around the the world. You know it's and the only Metal Gear I've never finished. Really? No, I've seen the ending. I and it's funny because it is the best playing game. Sure. In the series, and it's not even close. Uh, what it's doing and, and and stuff like that, but I'll be honest, it's not why I played Metal Gear. Mm. It just didn't have it only felt like Metal Gear to me at the beginning. Okay. And I just, something about it, it just wasn't why I loved the franchise. I think you can tell that Kojima oh, 100%. was
1: like not giving as much. And we've it, talked right?
0: about this before. What happened there, we'll never know. Uh, but it was clearly a game that was not finished and then pulled together at the last moment to be yeah. rushed. Uh, so would you want to see a, a, a future game, a, a Metal Gear Solid 6 per se? I guess yes and no. Okay. It's one of those
1: things where, yes, if it's great. No, if it's not. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, But we can never predict what's going to happen, right? Like, how crazy would it be
0: if Capcom made a Castlevania game? And Capcom's seen such a resurgence. I mean, that would be nuts. Right. Uh, But it could happen. Uh, I guess I, in terms of Metal Gear, I was, because of my... Rejection of Metal Gear Solid Five, and by proxy, honestly, Peace Walker. Like Metal Gear Solid Five was just a, an extension of Peace Walker. Okay. Uh, the the base elements and yep. the openness of it, and, and stuff like well, that. And I, some... it's funny because I actually I like I like Peace Walker. Yeah. But it's not what I wanted it to be. Well, again, it's I liked it too, but it wasn't my favorite uh, one in the series, mm-hmm. right? And I. I wouldn't have minded if they made a Metal Gear Solid 6 without Kojima. I, I think it could have been done. I At this point, because Konami screwed up so many times, I think fans would reject it. Mm-mm. But I wanted... What I what they should have done is they should have tested the waters and got an internal team to remake Metal Gear 1 and 2. Like Metal Gear 1 and 2. Yeah, NES. like the old... Bring it up with the existing engine. Yeah. They own Fox Engine. Oh, yeah. that yeah, Exactly. You know remake those cuz you're find your footing with that the elements of what metal gear and kojima uh made are there and it's new it's not just retreading old ground sure i mean it is but it's not like the the new stuff that most people if associate metal gear those with those
1: first two i guess what is that the Sharp 6800 is that what they were on or the mx
0: yeah the, no well the first one was on the nes but the second one the sequel never actually came to, it was on the MSX, wasn't it? Well, is it the MSX?
1: Yeah, both of them were on the MSX originally. It was ported to Nintendo. Well,
0: the the first one was, but the second one, the game that we got, the as Snake a Snake's Revenge. Wasn't, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. just
1: who who did that? I LJN or something. something. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> but yes, but then I wanted, like, I love Metal Gear Solid Three is one of my ten favorite games of all time. Probably five. Again, it's hard to pin these things down unless we're actually focusing on it. Sure. Which we would love to do. Uh, you know, we'll pull up our, our top games of all time, do an entire episode on that. Sure. But for me, six, and, and it's funny, like I almost don't want to say this because I think it's such a great idea. I think someone would steal it. I'll probably talk to you about this, but Metal Solid 3, the boss. The boss was how Metal Gear started, mm. pure and simple. Yeah. But we know that she she was such an endearing character and powerful character why don't we see how what all happened before that like a prequel like, to the prequel i always saw like i always saw madergal Solid 6 as you the boss and it starts with you storming normandy Ooh. in world war 2 like how good is that and then you know you you have your team with you and and you do all this other stuff it would be awesome a prequel to the prequel yeah no
1: i think that's actually a pretty smart
0: idea and and like cuz to me, Metal Gear Solid. As we move further into the future, it got less interested. I think it's a great idea. I only. I think Kojima is the only one that could probably, probably. Work, right. So anyway, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's funny we're on the Konami thing. I fall. I love Sacred Symbols podcast. Colin Moriarty and those oh. guys, and they recently did a, an episode on with Konami's resurgence. They were talking about the five properties okay. that they'd like to see them work on. I think for us, three of them are definitely. Castlevania, Metal Gear, and um, Silent Hill. Right? Sure. Yeah. Um, for me, actually, Silent Hill wouldn't be on mine. Okay. But those are three years. Are there two others that you could think of offhand? Konami. For Konami. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you got Contra. You got Suicodin. Suikoden? Suikoden. Suikoden. <laughs> Whatever. <You laughs> actually, got it'd Bandle be great.
1: You got Zone of the Enders. I would love to see a new Suikoden game. I would love to see a new Contra game that doesn't suck. I would love to see. Uh, Life Force or Gradius or something kind of yeah. co- like that. Like, how about a collection of those games? Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as, like, uh, shmups or shooters, as we love to call yeah. them, Sega owns all of the Technosoft stuff. Mm-hmm. I want Sega to make a Technosoft compilation. Okay. And not only a compilation, but I want them to do it in, like, where you can switch between... 16-bit graphics and new graphics and stuff like that. Like how they did... Um, or or have like the original version on
0: the disc, but also a remake. Who's yeah. the company that made Streets Street of Rage 4? Oh, shoot. But... Yeah, wait. but they also made Wonder Boy, uh, Wonder Boy 3. Okay, uh, the, the remake. Dragon's Trap, and you right. can bounce back and forth with the visual so, styles.
1: And I don't mean like... I, I'm actually talking like, put the original games on this compilation, but also put remakes... And maybe remix them a little Is it bit. Dotemu?
0: D-O-T-E-M-U or I th- something? I think something like yeah. that, yeah. Great company. Sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just thinking. But yeah, I
1: want to see a, a Technosoft compilation. And I'm talking put Herzog's Vi on there too. Oh, buddy. So good. But
0: we're jumping all over the place. <laughs> we are jumping Me personally. So if you had to pick two others other than the, those core three for you, what would it be? It's a hard choice. Pick two. Um,
1: I'm going to go with Gradius. Some kind of shooter compilation or a new
0: game. And uh, I, th- I think I'll go with Contra. Okay. Yeah. So for me, mine would be Metal Gear, Castlevania, Suicoden, mm. Vandal Hearts. Yeah. I love uh, Vandal Hearts. One to me, attack. If you don't know, that it was a tactical like strategy RPG, mm. and but it was on the PS1, and it had like every time you stab someone, like the gore would fly out. Oh shit! Like it was so like adult oriented. I was in love with that game. I, I, I know the game,
1: but not well.
0: And the so, storytelling was really good. Like, it was yeah. political, and, and it, you know, at the, it was a, a good, great time for strategy RPGs with Final Fantasy Tactics and, and stuff like that.
1: And I know I'm kind of going to jump a little bit here, and this isn't Konami, but another franchise that needs a sequel or resurgence is uh, uh, Vagrant Story.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I don't... Yeah. It, <laughs> it's so good. But my fifth one, Suikoden, Vandal Hearts, and then Zone of the Enders would be... Uh, because I think Zone of the Enders Two is one of it's definitely one of my top fifty games. I've
1: never time. finished it. I need oh, to finish it. Oh, no, <laughs> finish it. I've had the compilation. No games. one has
0: been able to, na- to, to nail mech combat and, and mobility yeah. like Zone of the Enders has. Oh, well, okay, uh, and of Zone games. of the Enders Two, like Zone of the Enders One, was like a, it's, it was a weird game, but it, the potential was there, and visually, that's what brought people in. But two really really
1: the don't. only other mech game that i can think of that's even close to that would be like something like gundam right?
0: sure and i don't like people I, i've never played a good so gundam i wouldn't game. be able to tell you either yeah, like there's I, a gundam game know. that
1: maybe there is a gundam game that plays as good as
0: that i don't know yeah but uh but yeah and that's what konami um i mean just to finish that it's i'm excited for the resurgence of these japanese companies mm. um a lot of our roots came from those Japanese, whether it was Square or those Konami, and then you touched on Capcom, which is being huge with with what, everything that they do now seems to to like be gold. I'm am a huge Tecmo Soft fan, okay. and I'm so I'm sad that
1: they don't really exist anymore, but I'm glad that Sega owns the rights to all their stuff. And I think Sega might also be on a good day.
0: for sure. Uh, I don't. Everyone keeps talking about them getting bought, and and. And, and going, I don't want to see Sega go exclusive. Mm. I want to see, gaming is better. And this goes, I would say this for anybody. You know, I don't want to see the 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 Bethesdas get bought up and stuff like that. Uh, like I said, they, I, and I'm sort of stealing this, but I've, I've agreed. That the companies that, that PlayStation typically buys, they've fostered a relationship over many, many, many years. Yeah. Like, and, and these companies seem to, they've made games for other places too. Sure, like, sure. Insomniac. Yeah, like Insomnia went on, and you know, well, got, like, Sunset Overdrive. I was gonna say, yeah, and that was exclusive. But and, and listen, I guess I'm chirping. Oh, in a, in 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 a perfect world, games are made for everything. Yeah. Other than you know the you know Mario and on Nintendo and whatever God of War on on Sony. Like I, I still believe in exclusives, but um third party games for for everybody is is a better thing. That's a win win. It is a win win. So let's, 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 let's finish up here. Let's get into our finale and sort of now that we've reunited here and and we're reforming Voltron, which is (laughs) like, both of us are ecstatic to do this. And again, this was a bit scatterbrained, but I think we sort of found our groove here on what we're doing, but for the future, like, what do you want to do with this, this podcast as we move forward?
1: Um, Well, I mean, we always talked about, you know, we, you mentioned doing this like top games list, or whatever. I mean, maybe for a podcast, we stick it maybe to 20 or something like that. Sure, 25. Or maybe, or maybe like our, our top tens for each of us. Sure. I, I like, mean,
0: that's yeah, time. Time. We could,
1: geez, talking about 20 games each. I mean, I'm sure uh, some of our games would be the same in yep. different positions or yep. whatever, but um, we've talked about doing a music episode. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty flexible.
0: That's oh, good to hear. I just sometimes Donovan can be difficult. He's like he's like a he's like a high maintenance celebrity. <laughs> he says he has to go to bed at a certain time. He's gotta put his, his certain cream on his face. Dude, you know how do you think I stay this beautiful? That's right. You know Donovan <laughs> a forty seven year old man. He still looks quite youthful, ladies. Just to let you know. I get people telling me I'm in my twenties still
1: sometimes. It blows my mind.
0: Alright, let's not get carried away. <laughs>
1: Not kidding, man. <laughs> now, it could be the mask. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> you know?
0: But so, in terms of a frequency, what do you want to try to adhere to? Um, like, for me, I would like to do bi-weekly. Because with the advent of t- I'm not saying, listen, we're not getting paid to do this. We're doing this for fun. And we're not asking, like, will it always be every th- second Thursday? No, it's not going to be every second Thursday. But I would like to do something like that.
1: If we can get into a good routine, I'm I'm just as happy with that. Whether it be every two weeks, once a month, as long as like we keep our communication going, mm-hmm. and it's just really a matter of that, right?
0: So. And we will. But I mean with the technology there's no reason why we can't. And, and, you know, just jump on and and do it.
1: If we decide to go video, I mean we can also do some Zoom
0: stuff. So. Well for sure. I mean we this Zencaster what we're using right now has a video option. Right. Uh, and then we just merge the, the audio files and the video files together. Or, you know, we just do Zoom might be easier if we're going to do the video. If I don't we want to
1: do it as frequently as that, it's probably going to be like, say, like a Zoom episode, then a not Zoom episode or something like that. Sure.
0: You know what I mean? And then along the lines, like you said, I, I think the sky's the limit for what we want to do. Like, you know, we'll try to keep numbered episodes like this. This will be the episode one. Well,
1: and I mean, then, you we know, we'll in- do
0: we like before we were doing spoiler casts. And honestly, moving forward, like we said, it's going to be so. We may do spoiler casts or discussions on games that are five years old. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe longer. Could... I don't know. We've got the comic, the anime. Sure. <laughs> yeah, all that's coming. The brand, the C L A M A P R people. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, we've been talking to some Crystal people. veterans of but... the game. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I we had originally with our podcast in 2012. Before in into 2013, we'd always wanted to do stuff with video game music, and I ended up doing some of that stuff. Sure, and I think me and you could do something like well, that. We never actually did an episode
1: focused on it, but I think just the fact that we had backing Purple tracks Nail, in our sorry. that was one way just to give a nod to all that stuff. And I mean, I didn't always, I wasn't always able to use music from the game we were talking about. But I always tried to make sure that whatever was in the background was at least in relation to mm-hmm. or gave that element, the mood, the right mood. It was always about, you know, that kind of thing, right? Complimenting whatever topic we're talking about, so,
0: but yeah. But video game music is a big part of what we do. I'd like to, you know, have some homages to certain games or franchises, and it's going to be a bit scattershot, but it's just going to be, you know, flavor of the month, whatever we feel like. Yeah. wherever the tumor moves in the brain like what are we gonna talk about uh, yeah uh. <laughs> those are great but you know that spoiler casts some old game discussions some new game discussions you know we'll keep it fresh here but ultimately it's never don't come here inspecting you know the, the breaking news of the stuff
1: No, of, 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 you can get of, that anywhere you got, got Twitter, get that anything you got
0: your phone for that <laughs> we're here to have a fun conversation we hope you enjoy it well listen guys uh, we're an hour and 22 minutes in, and I want to thank you for sticking with us in this remaster. Yeah, regrizzled, grizzled Re-grizzled <laughs> episode of, of the Grizzled Veterans. And uh, me and Donovan are ecstatic that we're able to come together and do this again. Uh, I'll just, I'll say my piece, and then you say your piece. I absolutely love video games. I have a lot of plans moving forward. And I'm in a new chapter in my life now with my little guy, but time seems to be more valuable to me, and you cherish it more, and whenever I can carve out just a small corner of my life to talk about my favorite medium, I'm glad to do it with my good buddy
1: here. Appreciate that, and as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, my love rekindled for some of the retro stuff. I'm playing as much retro stuff as I am new stuff these days. So I'm sure that we can incorporate that into future discussions as well. So yeah, um, I hope that uh, we have our smooth sailing. uh, Many episodes to come, and I hope
0: that you all stick with us. Sometimes you got to go away to come back. Sometimes this is it. It's been fun, man. And thanks for sticking with us. All right, this is Grizzle Veterans. Peace, Peace out. peace peace, and out.